Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's all you really want, you know, as an NBA player is to be able to compete at a high level every night and give yourself opportunities to do, to do great things. Um, unfortunately for me, uh, the last few seasons, you know, it, it, we didn't really have that opportunity. And uh, regardless of that, you know, trying to, I think that was the more trying time in my career, being able to, to stay locked in and stay focused through um, a situation where we knew we weren't, you know, going to have opportunity to play in the playoffs and stuff like that. So um, right now, it's just a breath of fresh air. It's a, a shot in the arm um, and just really ready to go. Mike Conley, a decline to exercise the early termination option in his contract, uh, meaning he's coming back next year to the Utah Jazz, and he will be making $34.5 million. Wait, 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 what? You're telling me that Mike Conley declined his early termination option and that he will, in fact, return to the Jazz. That's what I'm telling you. And, uh, shocking, shocking. As Eric Walden uh, in his uh, write-up today put it, uh, it also puts to rest any speculation that Conley might restructure his deal with the team in order to gain uh, more long-term money in exchange for a lower annual average value, which I never thought was going to happen in the first place. That always felt like a real long shot, because why would he do that? Yeah, yeah I mean, why, yeah, he's got, he's got the, the big payday. He's got the big money right in front of him. Uh, I, I don't, I, yeah. And he'll still be young enough when it's over to, you know, probably put another decent contract in his pocket. So yeah, we'll I mean, see how that goes, uh, depending upon how he plays. So that will be motivation for him to uh, continue working uh, to keep himself fit and uh, ready to play if but the dude's got so much money at this point i i I really don't know exactly how long he wants to play it seems like there are players who who don't mind exiting early and there are other players who want to drag it on until they're in their late 30s wait 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 well can i put the brakes on on the conversation for one second and hit the rewind Uh, the radio rewind button because you, you hit on something which i had not thought of and, and might be interesting in regards to the short-term success of the team next year. Mike Conley in a contract year, you're 100% right. He'll have a, he'll have a bunch of motivation to play well uh, because he does want that next, uh, that next contract. And I know I've argued about this before with Locke where he doesn't think the, the contract year thing exists, but I've talked to enough people uh, around NBA basketball to believe that, yeah, it absolutely does. And players play better when they're in a contract year. So maybe that... Maybe that's something to think about. Maybe we'll get a better well, version, a more motivated version of Mike Conley next year. Well, it's not like I thought he wanted to dog it last year. I mean, any professional athlete, especially one of character like Mike Conley, wants to play uh, his best. But I think there is added motivation in a contract year. And I agree with you. I've seen that time and time again. Now, I haven't done an analytical study of it to, to see how it balances but uh, I have seen it on many occasions where someone has had a fine year to uh, once again establish himself as being worth uh, the money that uh, that you can make in the NBA. The thing with Mike Conley is that he, you know, he, I, I think he'll want to keep playing. And it will be at a, at a reduced price, yeah. But if you're going to play, you don't want to play for 
way reduced rates. And uh, so, yeah, I think he will play hard this year for the Jazz if he's if he remains with the club. I think the story of this offseason is going to be just how aggressive do the Jazz end up being. And we're going to have Justin Zanuck on the show tomorrow. And I don't know if he'd give us a definitive answer to that plane of question. But, I mean, we'll try and, uh, you know, get a read on, on what he's thinking about this offseason. But, I mean, it's it's possible that they're aggressive to the point where they move Rudy Gobert. That is, that is possible this offseason. Or it could be as little as they add a draft pick, spend the mid-level the best they can, and basically roll the same squad back. Right. And if that's the case, then they better hope that Donovan Mitchell continues to be really, really good and continues to improve. Because they're obviously, they're not good enough, Jake. The Jazz aren't good enough. They have to get better to reach their goals. And these are goals that I'm not making up for them. These are goals that they have uttered themselves. But They but have to get better. How crazy is that, though, that, that in the next couple of weeks we could see the Jazz uh, franchise completely change directions? That, that like, and that wouldn't necessarily be absurd given the, uh, the circumstances. But I wonder if that's the case, what the motivation behind that is. Because if you took money out of it uh, and, and, you know, I don't know what Rudy is thinking right now, but uh, don't you think that it would uh, it would be heavily reliant on what the dollar figure is as opposed to, ah, we don't like Rudy Gobert. He's not offensive enough. I, I'm glad you brought that up for a distinction. Yes, I think it would be 100% about the money. I think they like Rudy Gobert as a player. Yeah. Right? I mean, they've, they've well, certainly we've heard had- yeah, invested a bunch of time and resources into yeah. him. And, and he's Dennis Lindsay has defended Rudy Gobert on occasion, you know, when he just said he should be defensive player of the year, he should be this, that. the very things that made him so expensive. So, yeah, I, it would 100% be about the money. The Jazz would say we can't commit this amount of our salary cap to a player uh, that plays this role on the team. I mean that that's what a, that's what it's going to come down to 100%. No, I I think in a perfect world they they'd keep Rudy, but I mean it comes back to um can they come to terms on a number that is acceptable for both parties? And I I think that's I think that's a big time question. And plus Rudy Gobert seems to me like the type of guy that would roll the dice this year and and go into uh you know a contract year himself in order to to have another bite at the apple to prove that he's worth what he thinks he's worth. I I mean, I think there's a there's a good chance he does that and if he does that, you know, how much do you want to risk that he's not going to come back here? If you you let you know at that point you have to move him right I mean these, yeah, see these... I, I I don't believe in letting guys get to their their last year if you can if you can resign them get it done ASAP if you want him if you don't want him if you want to bump the equation to the other side and you don't think he is good enough then then you got to come to that conclusion I wonder in t- in the modern NBA what the, you know you've heard all these discussions about the worth of a center. In, in, in the modern game. And, and yet there are so many times when we see that Rudy has been valuable uh, because he's the one low, he's the single great defender that the Jazz have. And so teams will just 
dunk on their noggins if, if he's not available to them. Now, if they traded him, they would get something of value in return so that they might be able to keep up with some teams. You, you, would, you would hope for that. But I, I've seen too many times when without Rudy, I, I don't know what they would have done defensively because he's making up, he's erasing a bunch of other errors. Now, the argument against that is that teams have figured it out and so they're doing things differently to stay away from Rudy Gobert. And at one point, you remember we used to say, it's not the, the shots that he blocks, it's the shots that he dissuades from being taken in the first place. Well, some teams are okay with that. They're, they're fine just taking taking other shots. Uh, I know the second favorite, what uh, one of the favorite shots in the NBA is is uh, at the at the rim. But there's an awful lot of teams out there are shooting from behind the arc again and again and again. And then you know they they put in personnel that makes Rudy less effective. I think it's it's the com- it, I think honestly it's the fact that he's not a complete player. And, and I'll get further uh, into that here in a second. And I think you can only give the Supermax to. I think there's like two, three guys at the most yeah. in the NBA that you can get away paying that much because they essentially have to turn into one-man shows or one-and-two-man shows, and the rest of the team you know, is, is not going to be very good. And um, Rudy, offensively, the, the Jazz have done a good job turning him into a weapon with the pick-and-roll. I mean, yeah. Rudy... How many points did he average last year? Seventeen, something like something that. like 16. that. I, I, I should double check, but that that's an effective offensive player. I mean, it's not like Rudy is Dennis Rodman and scoring two points a game. I mean, he's he's an effective offensive player, but he's not an elite offensive player, and he has to rely on somebody else to create a shot for him. So there is a couple of significant flaws in his game that make him not a truly complete player and he plays a position in the big that's not as valuable as it was because right now the NBA is looking for players that can play every position right (laughs) so it's there's a couple things working against Rudy that make him not as valuable as maybe he has qualified for and so that's where the decisions get really really tough and and the Jazz We'll see what Ryan Smith, uh, his opinion is on on the luxury tax. But Locke was 100% right yesterday. Going into the the luxury tax a bunch is bad business. Who who is in the luxury tax? Uh, I'll have to double check. I know Uh, Golden State is. I think Oklahoma City is. Houston is. is, uh, Are the Lakers? Uh, I don't think so because they had to go under the cap. Oh, no. Warriors, Sixers, Celtics. Those are the three. So, yeah, not Uh, the Lakers. Well, the Warriors, it's worked out pretty well for them. Well, they haven't gone into the luxury tax until recently. And they basically lost Kevin Durant, couldn't spend to replace him, and still are in the luxury tax. I mean that that stuff comes home to roost. It really does. I mean it, it, it's it's a thing. I I liked honestly. Uh, I like the Miller strategy when it came to the luxury tax. Like if we got to do it, we're not going to be scared to do it. But we're certainly not going to make a habit of it because it's bad business. But if you think you need to be in the tax for a year to get over the hump, we'll roll those dice, right? But I mean the Warriors are going to be in the luxury tax forever. Well, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. I'm again. not convinced that they're they're going to be they're going to automatically recapture what they had before. I'm wow, really not. That's, that's, that's and they a can't afford standard. And they can't afford to go sign any players. You you forget the team pre Kevin Durant. They had some good players that were playing some really good roles for those uh, those teams. Those players got old or those players left because when they signed Kevin Durant, they no longer had money to pay 
players like Harrison Barnes. So I, well, they I, still have three really, really good players, and they're about to add uh, one of the top draft picks. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't think they're going away. Oh, I don't think they're going away, but I, I don't think they're the automatic championship they once were. And, and I do think that this luxury tax will catch up with them. They were hard capped out last year. There was, you remember, there was uh, stretches where they were worried about fielding the eight players or, or seven players or whatever it is to, yeah. to actually have a game. But they had those injuries were just so punitive to them. Obvious. But the point I'm making is they're so capped out they can't sign anybody. Right. They were hard capped out, so they can't surround those three players with anybody. But well, they they have a draft pick. Okay. They do. They have a top draft pick, and those three players are all stars. And you, I mean, I'm willing to bet you now for incriminating audio, if you want, that the Warriors will finish in the top four in the West next season. Top four. It's a tempting number. Who's, who would I think is better, would be better right now than the Warriors? Well, you can go with the LA teams if you think yeah, the Clippers aren't going to I would implode. say both of them. Nuggets? No. Okay, then who else? So this is why four is a good number. So, so just to remind everyone, this year was Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, Mavs, Blazers. Wow, and there's some teams that are going to take a step back. Houston's just out was in. Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio, and technically Sacramento. So I think OKC, what, depending on what they do with Chris Paul, they take a step forward. What about New Orleans? Houston's taking a step back. Yeah, you would expect them to be better. Yeah, but not that much better. So mm. the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, you're already saying Nuggets are out of the top four. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not going to take your bet, Gordon. I, but I do think that that is a really good line right there. That's a really interesting discussion. Who, would, who in the West would you p- pick to be better than war- the Warriors? I think the Jazz have a shot at it if – um, you know, they, they get a real motivated Mike Conley and they figure some stuff out in year number two with this particular group. If you had, if you had to bet your life on it, would you pick the Jazz? Why are the stakes the always so high? Because I, because I want to I, I make it so that it's absolutely meaningful but, to you. But here's the thing. I Because it's easy just to pop something off and say, oh, yeah, no doubt this team is going to be. I, I want it to mean something. So if, if, you are, if you're up against it and you had to make the right pick, which way are you going? Here's the thing, though. I wouldn't bet my life on anything. I wouldn't bet my know, life on the fact the that Austin is actually a real person and not a figment of, of my imagination. <laughs> that I'm, I'm not, not hallucinating being, Austin. I'm not I would being never... literal with it, Jake. I'm just saying if you, I mean, don't, because it's easy sometimes to make predictions when it doesn't really, when you don't really mean well, what you're saying. I, I don't know about you, Gordon, but you could say I'd bet 100 bucks on it and you'd make me sweat. So, I mean, you, you've reached that threshold for me at probably 20 bucks. It, no need for the over, over hyperbole, I, I okay. would say. All right. 100 uh, bucks. Will the Jazz finish ahead of the Warriors next year? Or the year that's about to start in five and a half weeks? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I think I'd say yes. But you wouldn't say yes for the Nuggets? Oh, I think the Jazz are better than the Nuggets. I, I do too, because Bo- makes- put Bogey in that series. Is, it go- is that yeah. going? Yeah, and the Jazz should have okay. beat him anyway. That, that all right? 
there was a, a unique collapse of epic proportions, which I blame more on the Jazz underachieving than I do give the Nuggets any sort of uh, uh, credit. The Jazz should have mopped the floor with them in five. That was they were, What were they up in that game? I understand. And, okay. So, anyway. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've got the... I know you're a big Kavon Looney fan with the <laughs> with the Warriors. Eric Pascal's a nice young player. Mm. Not a lot. I mean, Steph and Clay are going to have to score thirty points apiece on this team. Well, and they're well. That might be a bit of a stretch, but between the two of them, they 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 might do that. I mean, it's possible, I guess. I mean. Okay, so who are the great players, other than Kevin Durant, who are the great players of the Warriors that you're so worried about that they won't be able to replicate? Other than Kevin Durant? Yes. Clay Thompson had a this ACL injury. That takes a while to, yeah. to get back to where you're going to be, where yeah. you used to be. I, uh, I, I think Steph and Clay are both really, really good. I do. But are they going to get back? Are you worried that they won't get back to where they used to be dominance-wise? Well, everybody ages, Austin. Well, especially so, after yeah. an ACL. And it's and when Kevin Durant, you know, takes as much attention as as he did, you're going to get a lot of open shots if you're Clay Thompson. Remember though that that ACL happened a year and a half ago. I mean, he's had plenty of time to heal. That's a good point. Yeah. Hasn't played since it. But I mean, oh, I, but I bet he has. He has. He probably has. Not in an time. NBA game. But even if they could magically rewind the clock, what, how many years was Kevin Durant there? Two, three, three. At least three. If you could, if you could magically rewind the clock to where Steph and Clay were three years ago, the 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 rest of the team is not the same. No, I agree. The rest of the team is is not. But terrific. are those guys? Are those guys absolutely necessary? Because even without Kevin Durant, they want a title. But here's the thing, and why I don't want to—I wouldn't make a bet on the Warriors right now, because they're—they're going to move um, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. So they're going to get off, and and they're probably going to get something. No, that's what I'm saying. We don't know what Warriors team that that we're going to be seeing, because I think they're going to move off Wiggins, and I think they'll. There's a good chance they'll move off their pick too. I have heard rumors, but I don't know whether they actually will. Because if they draft somebody, then you, you can't really count on that athlete to uh, right. help them win a right. title. Exactly. So I think they'll they'll try to move off that pick. And Remember, though, we're not talking about winning a title. We're talking about finishing in the top four. No, I know. I know. I, I told you yeah. I wouldn't make your bet. Who's playing defense for him? Not Steph or Clay. No, Although Clay, I think, is an underrated defender. And yeah, Clay's a good defender. No, yeah, Clay's a very really good defender. Good. Yeah, he's he's long and sneaky, athletic. Um, Steph, though, is you know he can't guard a chair. Well, you it, have a point there. is uh, Clay your best defender on that roster right now? Because that's a problem. Well, Draymond's probably your best defender still. He's uh, sixty-two years old. Yeah, but uh, and, and how he, old is Draymond really? Thirty-one, two, something like that. He's and I don't right. think he's st- the player that he used to be, and he's still an offensive liability, which we've seen. Well, burn remember, the 
that well, he's only no, 30. No, no player looks as good when other players are hurt. And it's easy to say Draymond is going to be able to do this and that because he didn't have his guys on the floor with him. I did like so. his approach last year, just get kicked out as often as he could so he didn't have to <laughs> hang around. Yeah, that is true. So what could you uh, flip the Wiggins, uh, Andrew Wiggins, in the, the number two pick for? I mean, you could probably you could mm-hmm. probably get something, and you could actually shed salary in the process. So if they did that, then then now you got four, uh, if not great, well, f- three great, and, uh, and and maybe another good player. Uh, that's pretty solid by today's standards. So I I I can't make the bet with you, Gordon, because I don't think that this is going to be the Warriors team we're going to see. If this if this is what they bring to the table. I'd bet the Jazz have a better record, but I got to imagine they're gonna they're gonna they got to get off Wiggins. I mean that's one of the worst contracts in the league, right? And maybe you get somebody. I don't know. Another bad contract in return, but if you attach that number two pick to it too, yeah. now all of a sudden maybe mm-hmm. you, you know it carries a little bit more value, and you could uh, have a little bit more uh, leverage to encourage people to to eat Andrew Wiggins' contract. Which, by the way. Are you ready for this, Gordon? This is yeah, awful lay, for this lay guy. It on us. Okay. Twenty-seven five. Uh, that was last. That year, was last year. Here we go. Twenty twenty-one, twenty-nine five, twenty-one twenty-two thirty-one five, twenty-two twenty-three thirty-three six. He's guaranteed one hundred and twenty-two million two hundred forty-two thousand eight hundred dollars, including this past season. In NBA terms, what is he worth right now per season? What should he be paid? With a good agent, with a good agent, eleven. Stiff. I mean, he can play. Mid-level exception with a good agent, eleven million bucks. So he's being more than. His, his oh yeah, he's swindled double what he's worth. He swindled Minnesota. I mean, absolutely. They swindled. did him a lot of favors. Yeah, yeah. That 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 hundred and twenty million. <laughs> that was a case where a uh, a franchise that hasn't had a ton of success got way too scared to move off their number one pick. Yeah. Well, the whole, the remember whole that was, how long ago was that, Gordon? That draft that was the Jabari Parker draft, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Like he's been oh, in the wow. league a long time. He's had plenty yeah. of opportunity to prove himself as a as a player, and he's. He, I don't think he's ever made the playoffs, right? Uh, has he? Probably not. Making that kind of scratch. Jeez. Here's the deal, though. The whole reason we brought this up was that the Jazz need to improve. And that that is true, no matter where the Warriors finish. I think the Warriors are going to be good. Uh, I, I've seen those those three players at least play uh, too well through the years, just to think that that's going to be uh, that's going to crumble. So I think they'll be good. So it's just one more hurdle the Jazz have to clear, and and we know they're not they're not good enough to beat the Lakers. Uh, the Clippers are probably better. Than, I don't know what the Clippers are going to look like. I don't know what their frame of mind is. but uh, And we saw what happened with the Nuggets. So, I mean, the Jazz aren't good enough. They have to be better. And so how do they get there? I'm sure that's the key conversation that they're having right now. Hmm. Interesting stuff, though. Gordon, I'm really excited for the next month or so. It's going to be wild. It's, 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 it's right going to be here, awesome. Man. Yeah, it's it is be great. right here. Basketball is back, folks. And uh, can't, when did we say camp was going to start? Beginning of December. So, I mean, we're knocking on the door, man. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.